Chapter twenty two of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Matt Perard. Chapter twenty two A Swim and Some Snakes. The majority of the cadets were now inclined to think that Rockley's team would win the contest. They had seen Tom's followers sneezing, but thought this might come from the dampness of the ground don't give in tom cried sam dancing around you've got to beat him bah you act like a monkey said lou flapp rockley's fellows are bound to win in the meantime the rope was moving rapidly backward and forward once rockley and his men had tom's team dangerously close to the line but tom ordered a drop and there the team clung refusing to budge an inch further time is almost up said george strong three minutes more up cried rockley up and pull for all you are worth cried tom pull i tell you make every ounce of muscle count and pull tom teams did as never before and tom with them watching for the first time of returning weakness but the team was now on its mettle and made the rockleys come over the line in spite of the frantic orders from rockley himself to drop it's ours screamed tom and with a final haul brought the opponents over the line with a rush rockley flat on his back on the grass trying in vain to dig his heels into the soil and the others floundering just as vainly a cheer went up for tom's team while rockley and his followers left the field in disgust it was well won tom said dick enthusiastically i never saw a better tug of war in my life i'd like to know who threw that pepper answered tom with an angry glance toward lou flapp and his cronies did somebody throw pepper asked mr strong i think they did although i'm not sure anyway something came along and made the most of us sneeze it's too bad rover i'll try to make sure of this said the teacher but though he made an investigation nothing came of it some of the cadets were so delighted with the success of tom's team that they took tom on their shoulders and marched around the entire encampment with him i tell you rockley feels sore said sam a little later around the belt asked tom with a grin i mean in his mind he and lou flapp are having a regular quarrel over the contest i guess flapp lost some money perhaps if he has it will cure him of betting put in dick sam and tom had received permission to go to the upper end of the lake in one of the rowboats on the following afternoon songbird powell and fred garrison went along and all took their fishing outfits and plenty of bait bring home a nice mess of fish said dick on parting with his brothers sorry i can't go with you oh you'll have company enough declared sam i heard that some of the country folks are going to visit the encampment today and perhaps those staten girls will be among them the four boys were soon on the way two rowing at a time the weather was ideal and the water as smooth as that of a mill pond what a beautiful spot this is declared fred as they glided long i'm sure captain putnam could not have selected a better i have already gotten some splendid pictures returned powell who possessed a good snapshot camera now lying on the stern seat of the boat i'm going to take some more pictures today on the way to the upper end of the lake, Sam did a little fishing and brought in one bass of fair size. 
this makes a fellow feel like a true poet murmured powell gazing dreamily at the water and then he went on i love to glide by the green-clad side of the glassy lake and there to take my ease with book or line and hook and spend the day far far away from care and toil on nature's soil just listen to songbird cried tom he grinds it out like a regular sausage-making machine and then he went on gaily i love to swim in nature's soil by the green-clad side of a mountain wide and there to bake my little toes on a garden rose and take a hose and wet the lake with a hot snowflake in the middle of june if that isn't too soon and sail to the moon in a big balloon oh tom let up roared fred talk about a sausage-making machine and when in the moon i drive a stake and tie my lake fast to a star or a trolley car then jump in a sack and ride right back to where you belong and stop that song finished sam oh but that's the worst yet shall we duck him fred no don't pollute the water answered garrison he ought to be ducked came from powell in disgust whenever i have a poetic streak it's catching as the flypaper said to the fly finished tom let's call it square and take a new tack who's in for a swim when we reach the end of the lake i am was the united cry from the others they were passing several small islands and now came to another turn in bass lake just beyond this was a small sandy beach backed up by a mass of rocks and brushwood that looks like a good place for a swim said powell forgetting all about his so-called poetry suits me returned tom let's pull ashore and tie the boat fast and and i'll put up a peanut reward for the first fellow in finished red caught you that time tom just as you caught songbird with his doggerel as happy as any boys could be the four cadets tied up their boat in doing this one started to splash in the water followed by another and as a consequence before the cutting up came to a finish the seats of the craft were pretty well wetted never mind said tom they'll soon dry in the sun we can put our clothes on the rocks the boys were soon in the water and having a most glorious time the lake was fairly deep off the end of the boat and here they took turns at diving fred and songbird also went in for a race the former coming in only a few feet ahead i guess we had better dress now and try our hand at fishing said sam after nearly an hour had passed one more dive cried tom and took one full of grace to the very bottom of the lake as tom came up to the surface he heard a cry from sam quickly followed by a yell from fred what's up he called out swimming toward the shore land on the boat tom cried sam and leapt into the craft followed by fred and powell all right but what is wrong asked tom and climbed tip over the stern we can't get our clothes why not look for yourself tom looked and gave a low whistle of astonishment and not without good reason for there on the rocks where they had left their garments rested a big black snake this is interesting truly murmured the boy gazing at his companions in dismay i'm going to get a rock and throw it at the snake said sam a stone was close to the boat and watching his chance he picked it up and threw it at the reptile the snake darted to one side it was merely grazed by the rock 
and now it hissed viciously the hiss appeared to be a signal and in a moment more another snake and then another appeared until fully a dozen reptiles each a yard or more in length covered the rocks where all of the cadets wearing apparel rested End of chapter twenty two